Huh? What? Uh, I thought a bro n- said something. Uh, Talk but they still ain't saying that. We gon' trap this down till the feds come. Run it up, run it up. Huh? What she say? Uh, I thought a said something. Uh, I go when I'm talking, you listen. Jealous. Cut her off cause she spoke on the business. Go. Hundreds and fifties. Can't swap a dime for a penny. You know that's a stupid decision. Yep. Head first with it. I shot a shot at But back with the break room. Me, Charles, started to my left wheel doctor. And today we got our, uh, our missed friend Taylor Lawyer, our marketing director, he's here working as our producer at Marcus's Absence. And we are back with episode seven for the Break Room Podcast. How you doing, guys? Yeah, we, I'm good. It's been another week and a half of uh, delay for us in the break room, but, uh, you know, we got to the Houston Freeze, so. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think looking at the radar beforehand, uh, you know, I saw Lena Hidalgo tweet, this is going to be like a cat four hurricane. Um, and it damn near was. I mean, I didn't have power for a week during Ike. Uh, this was this was three and a half days. So, um, yeah, it sucked. Shout out to all the people out there that, that are... That are uh, that, that are struggling because of it. Uh, I've talked to a couple of pro athletes this week. A lot of guys out there trying to get the job done, getting a lot of guys, a lot of people food and water, um, the help they need. Um, I mean, yeah, I was at the grocery store yesterday. I couldn't even get milk. I mean, it, things are still on it's delay. Crazy, yeah. Texas just isn't built for it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my prayers out to the families. I know some families, um, I was reading one story that I heard somebody lost um, their kid from like hypothermia or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, I, me and my, uh, me and a couple of buddies were talking kind of right when our power got back on. I mean, there's no doubt that they're, that, you know, they're going to find bodies in houses. I mean, it was, yeah, it, it, was, was that, it was that cold. It was but. freezing cold and people don't have power. You know, old people that can't move young infants. Yeah. I saw a couple, uh, hypo, hypothermia cases. Um, Just not, you not guys... quite the number I was expecting, thankfully, but, um, it was freezing, man. We weren't, we weren't ready for this. Just let some of our out-of-state listeners know, uh, go look up some of the temperatures for Texas. Go look up some of those, the freezing temperatures and the average temperatures we are to used to in February. Yeah. February is almost like winter's <laughs> over. It's springtime, basically. Yeah, Texas and, was catching some heat, though, you know, just as a state because, like, the state of Minnesota has been in negative temperatures the last 23 days, like negative 17 to negative 23. And we're at 23 degrees uh, you know, above zero, uh, and our grids can't even stay stay active. So we were kind of laughing stock to to our out of state listeners, but I mean, yeah, bear with us. This was no joke. This was Who no joke. At all. Can you do a Minnesota accent? You ever heard of somebody from Minnesota like from Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Minnesota. Just, we shoot the hockey puck, huh? Yeah. Nah, that's Canada, bro. <laughs> it's, it's all the same. Dude. It's all the same. It's all the same. Minnesota people are Canadians. I had a teammate in college who would highly disagree. If 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 I told him that a Canadian accent was anywhere compared to to anywhere up north in the United States, he'd laugh. No, they got it differently. They had that. They was, had, he, was he Canadian? They have that. Nice, like yeah, yeah. Well, doctor just said Canadians are violent. Catch a rip, eh, bro? Yeah, <laughs> Canadians are violent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was crazy out here, and it's the I can't speak enough. I was I've never had that kind of soulful living before. Like I was huddled around a fire for because I think my power went out the Sunday of uh, I think it started the freeze officially started Monday, right? Or I can't remember. 
No, Sunday. Yeah, well, sun, no, yeah, Sunday was Valentine's Day. Sunday was Valentine's Day. That's when my that, power went that, out. Yeah, so that night it was like, you know, cold ass rain. It was freezing. That's, and when, then, the, that's when the sleet started. That's yeah, the and then we started. woke up to, to, to white out. And let me oh, tell you something. Houston. This city looks great in white. This city looks unbelievable in white. <laughs> that was for, for a couple yeah. hours, it was, cool, it, was, man. It, was, it was it was white out, and I had power, and it was cool. Uh, I did walk outside. I was slipping everywhere. Once that snow melts a little bit, it's just not fun. Snow yeah. is a 15-minute enjoyment. It, no, like seriously, because I was like chopping up ice blocks off like the walkway to my house and it was I was like this I feel like a walking meme like this shouldn't be happening in Texas so. we were a walking meme I mean, we're, we're Texas is literally on its own grid we can't bow, we can't borrow power at least for now from anyone so yeah you know when it when it doesn't get actually below zero you know you start to catch some of that heat from the north because they live in it I couldn't yeah. imagine it made me thankful I live in the heat um, I take 105 over freezing Ooh. all day. Well, well. Now, do you work outside? I do. I work outside yeah. sometimes. So I, have, I, work, I have multiple. So yeah, yeah I work outside, like in a shop. No, no. no. It's, it's easier to put layers on than it is to cool off. off. Well, is, exactly. Uh, apparently, it's easier to crank an AC than to get heat in this damn state. So I'm, I'm still taking 105 I'm for now. The, I'm at the bottom level of the workforce. They don't care about those people. We don't get AC. <laughs> they said the shop's got power. You're going to work. And what kind of shop? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what kind of shop do you work? Tire shop. Uh, they, you don't. You don't have I'm fans saying. blowing everywhere. Uh, in the summer, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. But still, it's it's easier to bundle up and stay warm because those fans can only do so much in the summertime. And I mean, when the sun is, the, sh- the shop's set up so bad, the sun is on us, beating down when we're trying to close. So we are just getting every. Every little fiber of that sun on us, and it's it's the worst. What what y'all do for food during the? Freeze? If you're Taylor's job, this is Taylor. Uh, uh, what's a what's a fake la- what's a what's a fake last name? What's a. Uh Valdez, Taylor Valdez. This is Taylor Valdez talking. If yeah, if you're the body shop out there, get get Taylor some fans. Jeez, <laughs> what y'all what y'all do for food over the freeze? Um, luckily it was cold enough to where like the meat didn't really spoil like that. So that that's how cold it was. So, uh, we have a gas stove, and so you know the electricity didn't, couldn't spark it. So we just got a a little um lighter or whatever, just spark the gas stove and. Yeah. Uh, did, we did what? Hot dogs and what else? Uh, I, I can't really remember. I know we had hot dogs though. Yeah. Had no, that for a little while too. We had all the meats too. Just go, same situation. We're actually letting our stove run a bit for heat. But that, that, the other deaths I was seeing was uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Somebody did die in the car. Yeah, people lighting their grills in their house. That was bringing the grill in the yeah, house and, and lighting their heat. I mean, that's. I guess it's sad. It's, it's also stupid. People just not used to those conditions, and yeah. so like, they don't know they what don't to do. To, they, they don't know, know what to do. do. So. so today, this morning, we wake up, and uh, I mean, someone who's impact- impacted me a lot in my life uh, with golf and everything. Tiger Woods in a uh, in a pretty bad car accident this morning. Yeah, a high speed single car accident. Um, you know, the news broke and. <laughs> You know, we I, I, the first thing I heard was Ramona Shel, Shelburne like going over his legacy, and then she was like, you know, uh, Ramona was telling was telling viewers how her dad was driving her to the scene and how she was too scared to drive right now because of of what happened with Tiger. 
Uh, luckily, he was okay. No, no life-threatening injuries, but the media sure had a day with it. I, I will say that. Um, yeah. Was driving at a greater speed than normal. I mean, you, you saw the, the pictures of the crash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the sheriff said he was, you know, lucky to have a seat on and, and lucky to be alive. There was just there was a ton of speculation. Tiger has quite a past, um, especially behind a wheel. I, I thought he got more. I mean, there was actually criticism being thrown out there today about, you know, was there, you know, was was he intoxicated? Was there other factors involved? Um, when I actually, when I first saw the wreck, it was hard to assume not to. But then, um, you know, the sheriff gave us a little more info about the landscape and how it's just straight downhill, um, you know, kind of swerving lanes. Um, so obviously lost control of his car, but, um, you know, we're hoping for a speedy recovery from Tiger. It's just a shame. Uh, you know, Sunday he was talking to Jim Nance and he was waiting an MRI, um, that would potentially get him back on the course after a back surgery. Now, I mean, we're, we're going to be, I mean, we'll be fortunate to see Tiger back on the course. I'm, I'm thinking in the next two years, shattered ankle and underwent multiple surgeries on his leg. So, um, tough day in the golf world but uh we're hoping for uh, a speedy recovery from tiger yeah same and you know like you said with the media having a field day about it um they were going over his legacy and almost before i even found out that he was still alive and they were like they weren't life-threatening injuries i almost thought he died you know yeah well the 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 sheriff report was that they 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 got him out with the with the jaws of life, life. and I was I was yeah was, and, you know I hey, was just so right. confused. The speculation was way overblown. Uh, I thought he was dead. I, I was literally having Kobe flashbacks. Yeah, I don't. I could not see. Text my buddy this before the episode. If we lost Tiger, I'm telling. I mean, it'd be it, it, you know it's. You don't want to compare Kobe and Tiger. I mean, Tiger thankfully is still alive, but it was just flash. It was just flashbacks to Kobe, and and from the crazy two past two years that we've had, um, I hate to say that it wouldn't be surprising, you know. But looking at that picture and looking at that yeah. police report, you're kind of going, "We just lost Tiger Woods." Thankfully, we didn't. Um, hope to see him back on the court soon. Also, hopefully we get into the habit of giving these these impactful guys like their flowers where they're still here. Like, hopefully we get into that habit because, like we saw with Kobe, it can, at a moment's notice, it could, they could be gone. So, um, just hopefully we just all keep that in mind and we just appreciate um, Tiger and what he's meant to so many people, not just in the golf world, but just all over. Yeah, I, and you hate to hear right off the bat people, media, media members saying, oh, like, you know, I wouldn't get that kind of coverage if I was in a car accident. Like, yeah, no shit, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> You're not Tiger Woods. You don't have 83 PGA victories and 14 majors. You know, you're not you're not chasing Jack Nicholas for to be the greatest golfer of all time. Obviously, everything he does is magnified. If Tiger Woods gets in that kind of car wreck, I mean, what do you expect? It's just a little just a little ESPN pop up on the phone. Oh, Tiger Woods is in a in a huge car accident in the OR undergoing leg surgery. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard some I heard some silly takes today. Man, about and it. to those people who are like, uh, what did you say? I wouldn't get that kind of coverage if that happened to me. Well, if he didn't touch you in that way, if he didn't affect your life, or you didn't feel anything for him, then fine. You don't have to speak on it. Just let that be <laughs> yeah. that. Just let that be that. Yeah, exactly. But he did touch some people, and exactly. so let them feel how they feel. Don't and try to invalidate people's feelings because you. <laughs> <laughs> you could. I don't want to say you're yeah, hating. Like, you don't feel but good enough about ex- yourself. Or exactly. Something. That's I mean, on you. That's on you. Yeah, car wrecks happen every day, but it not always happens with Tiger in the car. Speaking of of opening the mouth at the wrong times, did you see Cam Newton in the high school getting into it at, uh, the, yeah. at, the, at the Cam Newton seven on sevens? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, crazy thing. So we're, we're okay. gonna we're gonna so we're gonna play the audio. Char- Charles will get the audio. We'll have the audio. You ask, you're a free agent. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. I'm rich. Where's your dad? 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 What the kid said was, you're trash, you're trash. Cam came back and said, I'm rich, I'm rich. The kid said, you're a free agent, you're a free agent. Cam said, I'm rich, I'm rich. The kid said, you're ass a couple times. And then Cam was finally like, Cam was finally like, where's your daddy? Um, and I mean, that was the first right thing I thought Cam said the entire time. But Charles, I mean, what did you think when you first saw the video? Man, not only the, the video. Did you ever see the apology that the kid made? I think his parents. Yeah, he made it. it he made an official. He made an official apology, apology, apologizing to his seven-on-seven organization. His parents vouching that his parents didn't didn't uh, raise him like that. I'm sure they didn't. They didn't Full blown, full blown professional apology. Yeah, it was, from a fifteen year old. It was tightened pretty well, and you know, Apple Notes, and it, it looked pretty good. Um, but I don't know. I was. It's, it's, I'm yeah. trying not to go in on a kid, but um, okay. So back when I played football, I went to Blinn College for a while, and many people know Cam went to Blinn uh, College in Brenham, Texas. I need a cop of Blinn Cam jersey. Yeah, so Blinn um, Cam came there one time. He came there. Um, I can't remember exact. Well, he came to really just talk to everybody. He said, hey, you know, hey, everybody doing, man. I remember when I was here. Was he like, I'm rich, I'm rich? Not at all. No? Cam talks like he still lives in the dorms. You know what I mean? So it was cool just to see him. He was like, you know, uh, the same showers that y'all sharing, I shared that I was in the same shower, and they were just as dirty then as they are now. And so um, I don't know, like, from that interaction with Cam, it's hard for me to believe that he's changed too much. Since then, he's won the MVP. Granted that, and he's been to us. Yeah, he no, 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 no. He already won the MVP before then. Yeah, he won the MVP. MVP he's been in a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl right. So that, so you know, so but it's hard for me to imagine that he would come off at any kind of any type of way to high school students, right? And so, for an aspiring athlete, for you to meet someone who has won a Heisman. Uh, won a national title, won an MVP, won a Super Oh, no, not won, lost, been to a Super Bowl. Um, 
and just the overall brand that Cam Newton is. You know, for you to meet somebody like that, it's hard. It's it's kind of crazy to me that you even come out and say, "Oh, you're trash," or "You haven't done this," or "You want to get to where they've been." Right? It's it's hard for me to believe, and it's hard for me to believe that you. What what made you say that? Like, did you think you were gonna get some points? I think, you thought, say, I, I think you thought. I bet you won't say this to Cam. TikTok but, points. Yeah, you know, did you think you would get some Twitter points, some Twitter clout? Like, I don't, I don't get that at all. And so, I mean, to Cam, I guess uh, with the "I'm rich" comment, uh, I can't say I can't say how a man should respond when he feels disrespected. I mean, Cam is an adult, but I can't say I wouldn't necessarily respond to kids like that because they're kids. But at the same time, if okay, if you're gonna talk to me and disrespect me it like you're a man then well okay you'll get the grown man reaction that's fine so uh, I don't necessarily can't I can't really say I have a problem with what Cam said he almost would have went further on and said I won the Heisman you haven't gotten a scholarship yet I've been to the national championship you haven't played a collegiate game yet I've been to the NFL you've never gotten drafted I've been to the Super Bowl yeah, you've exactly. never been well, you that, haven't bought a ticket to the Super Bowl you that, know what I mean so that's the response that I was hoping to get yeah uh, and I saw Marcus tweet about it right off the bat and and say I, I, I can't believe anyone would take the kid's side for one second um I I don't disagree uh you know, talking to a professional athlete like that, who you're obviously you've ex, you've someone signed you up to be at that camp as a 15 year old. Um, you know, you better get your time's worth. That being said, the kid wasn't wrong at all. Um, you know, Cam is ass, and he is a free agent. Uh, I can, you know I can't disagree with those things, even though he said it in the complete wrong way. Now. I do have a huge problem with Cam's initial response. I know everyone gets caught up in the moment, but when you're hearing a 15-year-old kid from the third row of your camp scream like your ass, you know, you're a free agent, you're right. You cannot tell a grown man how to respond. I, you know, my opinion's not changing Cam Newton's yeah. mind. But to come up, come up there and say, I'm rich, I'm rich, you're not proving anything to these kids. You're making it, you're making it a worse situation. I would rather him come out of nowhere and just reel off his his, his accomplishments. Um, now there was a there was a video right after that showed their interaction uh, back and forth. The kid was being arrogant. That I mean, they were both being arrogant. It was a terrible situation. Um, and then and then of course the apology um, from the kid that was definitely tied by his mom, um, but. Obviously, you got to take the take the side of Cam. Um, you know, where's your daddy? Where's your daddy? Kids can't be talking to pro professional athletes like that. But uh, you know, I don't think Cam's a top thirty-two quarterback. I, I think that kid knew what he was saying. I was hoping to see a little bit more. Like, I'm going to see this kid in twenty years, and then we're going to look back at this video and say, "Wow, this was the cornerback that said Cam was trash." And and um, you know, I think that's where the kid was probably going. The kids want the clout so bad now; yeah. they oh, want to be on. They want to be on tape, clout chasing, speaking their truth. Um, well, hold on. I remember Cam did say in that little interaction. He said that, uh, "What did you do?" Like in the seven on seven tournament, yeah. And then one of his teammates was like, yeah, they he went, said, "What they, did you do?" Yeah, they went like one and two, and I, you know, obviously there's heat of the moment situations. I think Cam's team had just played that kid's team, 
So he was talking, he was talking a lot of mess after, I, you know, I, I could never personally see myself in a situation at Cam Newton seven on seven camp where I'd be in a position to be like, you're trash. I mean, I, look, I was, a, I was, when Cam first got to the Panthers, I was a fan. Um, Facts. You know, I, I, I can't, I, you know, the number one, the Superman, he was kind of, a, he was a semi first of his kind. Obviously, I mean, there's been, you know, plenty of dual threats, but Definitely a different breed coming to the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cam yeah. Newton, for me, was as iconic as Derrick Rose was at the point guard position for me. Well, pre-injury, they're on pre-injury. the same level. Yeah, pre-injury. pre-injuries, they're both on the same level. Um, you know, MVPs, D. Rose did a little earlier. But moving into QBs and Cam Newton, are there 32 better quarterbacks in the NFL than Cam Newton? Um, no, I heard you, like I, like I said, we talked about this uh, earlier in the show. Mitchell Trubisky is not better than Cam Newton. What was it Alex Smith? I wouldn't necessarily put him above Cam Newton either. I could almost Andy Dalton. So could I put Cam Newton in the same situation that Andy Dalton had and expect to run the same results? Actually, yeah, probably. You know, um, Dallas actually has a decent roster. And Cam Newton, I can't say that he's, even though he has, <laughs> he had a bad season with the Patriots. Even given that, I still wouldn't go out of my way and say there are 32 quarterbacks that are better than him. I, I mean, looking at rosters, I can't really even find a team for Cam. I mean, I just, that's that's kind of how I look at it. What team would he be able to play for? Jameis Winston is is a better quarterback than Cam. He's going to take the heat. I, I, I do believe that at some point in the season, Jameis will take over the start, starting role uh, in New Orleans. Um I, I even heard I heard some rumors this 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 week about Cam coming to Houston just to put fans in the seats. Um, you know he's a free agent that's not going to be asking for a whole lot of money. No one's going to give him a whole lot. Nobody's of money yeah. Again. Nobody's going to give him that. Um, and to be honest, this would be such a Nick Casario, not Nick Casario, a Cal McNair and Jack Easterby move. It makes me sick. Because Deshaun very well may sit. Deshaun Watson very well may sit. No one's coming to these games to watch Adrian McCarron. Uh, Cam at least still puts on a show. Um, he's still Superman. I cannot say it'd be a good move for the Houston Texans, but um, definitely some rumors out there around Cam Newton to Houston. And interesting enough, like Cam Newton and Deshaun are boys. Like Cam Newton knew Deshaun Watson back when he was still in college, and they were in contact uh, every now and again. And so that'd be real interesting to see because I, I'm pretty sure everyone's knows everyone's aware of Cam Newton's situation. New England's not going to resign him, and so there aren't, like you said, there aren't a whole lot of teams that could really. There are too many available quarterbacks to make Cam Newton your choice. Exactly, and so. But I can definitely see this being a Kyle McNair move, right? Well, I mean, if if Deshaun's planning on sitting, then there is one spot yeah, in the yeah. league for, for, for Cam Newton. I mean, it is the Houston Texans. I would take Cam Newton over Edgy McCarron any day any of the day week. Any day of the week. Um, Especially if you're talking about trying to sell tickets. Big Ben. Big Ben staying in Pittsburgh. His agent and the team are going to work out room. Well, they're going to be taking money, you know, to clear yeah. to clear uh, cap space. He's he is due. Well, he's not due. He's not guaranteed nineteen million uh, this year. Ben's probably not going to see all that. Um, what do you think about Ben this year? Another year, an older I'm, Ben. B 
Ben did pretty well in the beginning of the season. They were rolling. Um, even though I didn't think they were best team in football, they were they had the the undefeated streak for a while. They ended fourteen and four, right? Something like that. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, um, fourteen. Oh yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another year for Big Ben. I can't. It's hard for me to make an argument against it. You know, like they played well in the beginning of the season. He held up and they got to the playoffs. So it's like it's hard for me to just to say, uh, get rid of him. You know, even though it would make sense if you're trying to look for the future and have that that position already settled. You know what I mean? So he might be thinking, you know, J.J. Watt might come here. I'm going to have this unstoppable defense. Let me get back another year. Uh I think Big Ben has one or two good years left in the tank. Okay, I, uh, I can the, see the that. The only thing is he, he can't move, and if you're someone who thinks that the league's evolving away from quarterbacks who can't move, I somewhat disagree with that. Um, guys like Mac Jones, um, even Kyle Trask, I feel like there is still places for slingers in the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, Big Ben staying in Houston – uh, big Bang thing in Pittsburgh We'll move away from NFL Yeah uh, mm. Big step like big meat mm-hmm. I was taught to go and get it straight About the mud little nigga Murder, murder, murder Keep my slugs, my nigga I was taught to never show no love, my nigga Papa Zan next I ain't never had no feeling What I got planned next <laughs> We're Gotta back. put the stars in the sun Slide down fair facts Nigga, I was riding on the main I want a billion nigga Pretty terrible team out there right now. Uh, a lot of injuries. Wall having to take his rest. Oladipo still battling with injuries. Uh, Christian Wood has been out. We're, we're 0-8 with Christian Wood off the floor. Um, you know, some promising rookies in Jay Sean Tate. Um, you could say a somewhat promising acquisition in David Nwamba. Really not making a huge difference, though. Not getting dubs. Um and the Rockets just released Boogie uh yeah, Boogie Cousins. Um, you know, somewhat out of a sign of respect. We're handing him two point three million for his consistency and professionalism. Uh but Charles, there are un there are unconfirmed reports that Boogie wasn't happy uh playing behind Christian Wood, which seems a little silly to me considering um, you know how Boogie start, how Christian Wood started the season, uh, but Christian Wood is still you know relatively a new NBA star. Considering before definitely. this year he was kind of a nobody, uh, but he definitely brings more weapons to the floor than Boogie Cousins. Spreads the floor out nice, has a very consistent three ball, and works the paint extremely well. Uh, and Boogie's a step behind it at this point in his career and, and should settle into the backup center role where he can be extremely effective. I can't blame him for wanting to leave uh, and go join a contender. Um, you know, we're going to talk about players leaving to join contenders and how and, and the double st- the so-called double standard in the NBA in a bit. But what do you think about Boogie Cousins moving on? Okay, so, I mean, they're unconfirmed reports. So if we're going to talk about... Let's talk about DeMarcus. DeMarcus Cousins, of course. Okay. So if you're unhappy with being uh, behind Christian Wood, 
you have to like um, have a legitimate argument. Like have a legit argument why should you, be, you should be starting over him. Okay, so Christian Wood, offensively, he's a budding superstar. Like nobody can deny that he's been playing great. And when he really didn't have all that high of expectations coming in, so it's I'll say that it's guaranteed contract coming in exactly for, it's, for, for Boogie. And so it's easy to kind of blow up when you have low expectations. Christian Wood, right? DeMarcus, we know he used to be considered probably the best center in the NBA at one point. Granted, he had Achilles injuries, and we kind of expect a little less, but so if you're DeMarcus and you have a star a player who's doing playing offense exceptionally well, if you want to play over him, you should do what he doesn't do. Do exceptionally well what he doesn't do. Christian Wood is not great on defense. Like he's okay. He's an average defender. You know what I mean? So if you feel like you should be over him, be an exceptional defender, and you don't even have to score that many points. Right? And so let's just talk about when Christian Wood was gone. Let's talk about the teams they lost to. When I got them right here, just bear with me. I'm gonna read them off to you. They lost to the Spurs. They lost to the Spurs, the Hornets. Miami, New Orleans, the Knicks, Washington, Philly, and Chicago. Well, we're 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 a complete rebuilding team without Christian Wood on. The, I mean, either way, we're not we're not gonna we're gonna we're not gonna make a run with Christian Wood on the floor. We I think I think we do have the potential to sneak in as a seven or eight seed, but we're really uh, but, 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 you know. This is this isn't you know this isn't two K this is an NBA two K where you're simming seasons, uh you know to to get to get to a better team. This is going to take time. It's going to take the, True. those picks for James Harden to to play out. So if you feel like but if you like we're talking about Demarcus and saying he wasn't happy with his role, so you should probably beat some of the, they should probably could have competed and beat some of these teams. Okay, I've always said that this is a superstar-driven league, and you need superstars to be a real contender for any kind of playoff run, championship, et cetera, right? Right. And so some of these teams are almost in the same boat we're in. Yeah, well. we We shouldn't have lost. Okay, we shouldn't have lost to the Knicks. Knicks are rolling right now. Just, just start starting. Okay, the new role they just got. Um, what's the player? Um, fight he plays shooting guard. Um, I can't remember his name. I'm still, I'm still not giving the Knicks the time of the day. All, all I know is they have Tom Thibodeau. Um, having these guys playing like, like, like high schoolers. Um, but that that are trying to earn their place on a college team or something. They're the teams, hardest playing NBA, the hardest playing NBA team in the league right now. Okay, and these teams are like hitting their stride with us. Like we're their spark to hit their stride. So like another team, Washington, who had a yeah. long losing streak. Yeah, they're hot now. They're hot now. Yeah. Right. Um, you got Sh- Charlotte. I mean, you probably got the rookie of the year who's, going, yeah. who's probably going to be Locked. the rookie of the year oh, yeah. uh, rolling right now. Locked. But you got all these experienced players. You think you probably would be able to contain the the rookie, right? Uh, at least that's what I think. I think if you're an experienced vet who did have a high peak at one point, you should be able to do something against a rookie who had who's new to the NBA. But he's a different breed. Lamelo's the Lamelo's just built different. I'm putting that out there. Like I know I missed this episode, but that's my rookie of the year. Like hands down, that kid is something else. I've been watching him, their little Facebook whatever show, like kicking ball and the balls have a new Facebook show. Yeah, ball. Man, balls the balls have a Facebook show, bro. I, I'm like four seasons deep. All right, I'm what? <laughs> they have seasons. Well, they need to move that to Bravo. Yeah, ASAP. But but here's the thing. 
uh, Lonzo and, and Leangelo are trash, so I'm sure trash. it's hard to it's hard to get a a Bravo show with one brother right now. <laughs> um, Man, they're bad. Yeah, Cole yeah. An- Cole Anthony. Looking back a couple episodes was my defensive player or uh, my rookie of the year pick. Uh, it's not going to pan out at all. Lamelo's having an unbelievable year. He's already advanced to the starting role, um, but. Where's Boogie going to go? Who wants Boogie Cousins? Maybe no the way. Lakers? <sighs> to, 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 play, to play in AD's role when, if, if he's dealing with this kind of Achilles tendonitis? I don't know, um, I don't know when, when AD's coming back yet. I don't like that Achilles tendonitis injury at all. I mean, but then you get DeMarcus who had, what, two? Did he have two Achilles? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's what's going to come with, with Boogie is the, is the – uh, yeah, two two torn Achilles. Yeah, two torn Achilles, and so I mean, could he play in the NBA still? Uh, yes, of course, right. But it's like, would a team be willing to go out there and go get him? I mean, for you can get him for the low, you can get him for the low, but yeah, eh, eh. yo, yeah. Let's talk about so the, the Rockets just went through a similar process with with Boogie as. The situation that Draymond Green talked about in a press conference last week, Charles is going to put that audio in for us so you can hear uh, the press conference when we get this uploaded. I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me, and uh, it's the treatment of players in this league. To to watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull****. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player but teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this, you can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game 
to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win. Do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally? But as players, we're told to, ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this, but teams can? It goes along the same lines of when, when everyone wants to say, oh, man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I'll see y'all tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, but basically what Draymond was saying was that there's a double standard in the NBA between owners and players. Um, and that he, he brought up the Andre Drummond situation in Cleveland. What went down with Andre Drummond about a couple weeks ago now um, was he suited up to – there was basically the, the Cavs just got Jared Allen in that big three-team yeah. deal with you – know, uh, the Rockets, Rockets fans here, here in Houston will know of it as the James Harden deal. Uh, but that ended up sending Jared Allen to, to Cleveland, um, who's now – Cleveland's going to build their team around their new young center and Jared Allen moving forward, which kicks Andre Drummond out. Basically, the game that Drummond f- found out that he would, they're going to, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to trade him. Basically, he was on the court warming up. Uh, Cavs GM comes out, hey, we're going to trade you. Uh, we're going to look to move you. So put your street clothes on and sit on the bench. Um, I don't know if you can help explain where the disrespect is there. Jeremy was saying it was disrespectful to to Andre, but then he went on to talk about the Blake Griffin. You know, Blake Griffin's doing the same thing. Yeah. He's sitting until they can move. This is a completely different... You're talking about different levels of players here. He brought up James Harden and how he got trashed on uh, when he requested a trade and, and, and he showed up dogging it. Um... You're talking about players. You mean you mean get into it here, right here? Go ahead, go ahead. You can go first. Go so, ahead. if Draymond wants to play by his own rules, now he he has a point with Drummond. You're gonna have to explain it to me after after I after this. I don't understand where the disrespect falls mm-hmm. at all. But if Draymond wants to play by his own rules, Draymond can go start his own league. You know, at, at the end of the day, that's how it, that's how this works. We live in a capitalistic society where if you want to play by your own rules, you know, you have to go start your own company. That's just how it is. I mean, Draymond and Andre, you know, they, they work for the NBA and they do great things. But if they want to trade, they can be traded, you know, and, and that's ultimately I'm sure Andre Drummond at some point was like, I'm not I'm only getting older. I'm not winning here. I didn't quite understand Draymond's rant about how there was some disrespect by them telling, okay, we're not going to play you. We're going to move you. Um, I don't understand the disrespect. And on to the Blake Griffin contract. You could say the Cavs embarrassed Andre. There's an argument to be Mm. made. I'm not in an NBA locker room, so I'm not sure how it went down. I'm sure Draymond has some connections with Andre um, and can get a hold of him if he wants to. But to put Blake Griffin in this, the the Pistons, uh, you know, the Pist- Blake Griffin has one of the worst contracts in the NBA, thanks to one man, Stan Van Gundy. Um, you know, so it, it, 
Charles, it's different situations. There's different levels. James Harden is in the 1% of the NBA. If he wants to ask for a trade, he can get moved. We, um, we saw that in Houston. So I'm a little confused by it. By, I was a little confused by the whole rant. Uh, you know, what do you think about it? Um, to just Really to just simplify it because – I think there needs to be a clear line for just not just us as like broadcasters or because um, I get what you're saying. If you sign on the dotted line, that should just be there. We I are. Mean, that's how when you that, we all know. If I get you that. You work I get for that. someone. That's we, how it is. You're the before, widget. You're you, you're a replaceable. Item. Before we all came to, um, we all got uh, became ESPN affiliates. We all signed the paper. He said, "Do you agree to such and such, et cetera, et cetera?" You signed it. That's it. Yeah, I get that. I get your point. Now, what Draymond is saying with. Um, for me, I'm, I've always kind of been on the side of the players. Of course, uh, of course. Players, so, league. A hun- LeBron yeah. hopefully will one day run this league and do it the right way. I completely, completely, completely with you, Charles. And so with that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying that you aren't. Not even yeah. saying that you aren't. Not saying that at all. I'm just uh, sometimes, because I get what he's saying, because sometimes in the media, a lot of people, they like to go back and forth and hop over the fence and side with one organization, then side with this player. And we kind of just need to kind of set that line straight. People need to stay on one side of the fence. And so with Draymond's comments saying that, oh, how can um, – with uh, Andre Drummond, he's coming out there, he's warming up, and then somebody comes out there just moments later and says, okay, we're going to trade you, go put on your clothes and get off the court. Now, if we can all imagine that you're getting ready for a game, we've all played sports before. Yeah. And so you're in the you're in game mode. You you know what that process is like. And so with that and then a GM, it's not even your coach. Yeah. It's a GM who you have living limited contact with. It's, it's like almost it, it's a suit. It's a suit. And he comes out of nowhere and says, Hey, go go back inside, put your clothes on, go sit down, take a seat, because we're gonna trade you. We're gonna look to trade you. There's a lack of respect. You're dealing with grown men and their livelihood. Yeah. You don't know where you're going, what they're talking about, what your money's gonna look like. Everything has been put in jeopardy because, and you had no control over it. And so, with that being said, and then also he talked about um, that thing with AD back when he was in New Orleans. He asked for a trade. He got fined $100,000 for that. And so, I get what Draymond is saying because the ownership can do things that the players can't do. And it, on paper, that makes sense because they're the owners. They should be able to get have more liberties than the players. You get that. But I think he's talking more of the... You should treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. And and, and so and, yeah. for for them to come out and say, because you, like you said, you feel disrespected because in any other job, before you quit, you get a two weeks notice. Right. Unless you've done something just abrupt, do you get fired on the spot? Nobody does that. Only in the league. Only in leagues that does that, does that happen. And so... For him to say what he said, I definitely feel it because it's like, like you said, you're in game mode. You th- you're not even thinking of contracts, and you're looking to play the game and do well and perform. And so, like you said, a suit, whom you rarely see, who hard, who knows your name obviously because they pay you, but you hardly know them. Probably as a person, you probably hardly know them. They come out and say, "Get off the court, go put your clothes on, and go sit down." You know, there's ma- for me, there's major disrespect in that. Um, I, 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 w- I want to go almost deeper into it because it's like, as men, men require, from yeah, man men- to man, man want res- men want respect over right. anything else. Right. Besides I- the money, besides anything else, you want respect from another another man, you know? So, right. 
Now, um, now let's say there what the the Cavs GM did did give Andre his respect. Now let's talk about the kind of players that that Drummond, Draymond, and I I hate to even put. Blake Griffin in this conversation because Blake Griffin, I'm sorry to say, is not going anywhere. Yeah, they can sit him, but I, like I said before, when Stan Van Gundy was in Detroit, he he overpaid Blake tremendously. Blake just it's he don't have a he doesn't have that big of a place in the NBA anymore. Much like Drummond, who was with him in, in Detroit. Thanks to Steph uh, Curry. Yeah, you know you can't. He, he put Harden in the same conversation, and, and now you're talking about, like, if, if we're going to switch sports all of a sudden, like, James Harden and Deshaun Watson are, are the same caliber of players. They are elite. They make the tables turn, and they put the fans in the seats. I can't necessarily say the same thing for Draymond um, and Andre, but I do get your point of there needs to be a level of respect that is extended to the players, um, not not just this, um, you know, y'all are widgets and we can switch y'all out. Um, you know, even though, you know, like like the three of us know, business is business. Um, and and sometimes, sometimes, unfortunately, that's how the dice roll, and sometimes that's how these suits get. Um, but and um, and when he brought up James Harden in that situation, I remember like he said, you know, people demonized him for asking for a trade, and then also they like said he said he admitted to James dog in the last few games. Yeah, and he wasn't wrong. He people, wasn't wrong. No, nah, Houston that. media dog James. Oh, uh, not, not even just the media, but him. He was kind of just slacking the last few games. Yeah, not right. Even really trying to try, and especially for what we 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 got it. We you know it was a fair. The, the trade between the Rockets and the Nets is a fair deal. You know, we got our worth for James because uh, we weren't winning a championship with him. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, you know, obviously the media is always looking to, to side with the narrative. And unfortunately, James got wrapped up in a lot of just bad talk about him between, you know, the little baby birthday. Yeah. Um, you know, Someone literally blew. We talked about this. Someone blew up James on Photoshop, made him look fat. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like somehow James Harden's fat, and then that became a narrative. Yeah. And he would. He was never ever fat. He did dog it. I mean, you know, the the stats showed, but I never saw fat Harden. I watched every game. Yeah. Um, and you know, but 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 you become part of that narrative. Yeah, and not to like switch sports. Uh, you brought up Deshaun. Uh, with James Harden, like I would urge anybody to. Get us on Twitter at follow us at Twitter at uh, what? Yeah, the Break Room H O U. There you go. The bre- follow us the Break Room H O U on Twitter and the dot Break Room dot podcast on Instagram and hit us up and we can we can always I, I would feel free to talk about it talk about it with anybody if you could find a right way to go about asking to get traded as a professional athlete. Send that. Find if you have the right answer, please inform somebody because. The way James Harden did it, um, do, do I think that's the best way? No, but at the same time, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not a professional basketball player. I'm not a triple-time scoring champion either. And so um, I see how people didn't agree with that, but we could bring up Deshaun Watson the way he does it. He hasn't said anything. He requested for a trade privately. And now people, a lot of the media, some well, I'm not going to say it even a lot, some of the media are saying that he's being a baby about it by taking his pictures down and – he's not being I guess 
that he's lacking professionalism in some way. That's what people are saying. Well, so- listen, Deshaun's dropping his professionalism because Calhoun McNair dropped his a long time ago. Big. You got to play ball. If people, when people start the game, you got to play ball. You got to extend the hand. Yeah. You got to extend the hand. You got to be fair. Um, you know, of course, this narrative with Deshaun is dragged on. You know, so pe- all of a sudden people say, oh, well, he's playing hardball now. Well, it hasn't really gotten uh, as bad as it could get. You know, actually. the organization screwed his career. Yeah. Um, whether he's owned, he's owed $111 million or not, um, athletes want to win. You know, athletes want to win regardless of the regardless of the dollar sign. It's all about winning. When it comes to your legacy, money and buried with you. Yeah. I mean, and, JJ was like, "I'm sorry, we wasted a year of your career," and now JJ's gone. Now yeah. JJ got what he wanted. And let Deshaun go, bro. Okay, like, well, yeah. it's a completely different. It's a completely different. Uh, you know, JJ. You know, JJ's washed, and, yeah. and Deshaun's not. Um, that was the other thing, you know, like those are two completely different con JJ is done. We should have gotten rid of JJ two years, years ago. ago should have got something back for him. Yeah. For sure. Uh we should have gotten some back for him two years ago. Now he's worth nothing. You know, he I mean he gets to pick a team for, to play for the minimum and, and that'll be that. Deshaun on the other hand is owned hundred and eleven million dollars and, and, ha- and just has not open no the door tra- to his prime. has a no trade clause. We can't even dump him in Detroit. I mean we couldn't not dump. We couldn't even get everything from Detroit for him if we wanted to. Um it's a messy situation because then you can look back and say, Oh, well why why did Deshaun Watson sit down at that table with Bill O'Brien and sign a contract to play here? Uh, when we all knew that that Bill O'Brien was crazy, I think we talked about that last week. But it is what it is. Moving on to a little baseball, we got Taylor in here to talk some baseball. Let's stop wasting his time. A uh, little rundown with the Astros. We My got time is never wasted with you boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Astros are headed into spring training. Uh, you know, Correa, Carlos Correa and Lance McCullers, two notable guys on huge contract years. Uh, Correa has been questioned a lot this week um, about the extension, about the talk with him and Click, uh, what those conversations are like. Um, Carlos says he knows what it's worth. I've looked at a couple free agents on the market next year. You got Javier Baez, uh, that's notable. Uh, Correa, for the most part, overall a better shortstop with better numbers in the regular season and playoffs. Uh, but what do you think about the situation with 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 the healthy years that that Cray and McCullers need to have coming up in order to to secure a spot uh, with the Ashes for the rest of their career? So I have no problem re-signing Correa. I mean, I said it, you know, months ago. That man needs to be a, an Astro for life. You know, if you don't know the facts, then you got to shut the fuck up. You know, just come in at the media for the city. If you're if you're for the city, you got me. You know, on your team. I love this city. And if you're gonna rep the H with us, and you're gonna you know throw down out there, do what you got to do for a win, then I'm I'm for you know I'm I'm with you the whole way. McCullers, let me bounce this off you because I'm kind of leaning towards getting him into the bullpen. Mainly to get Whitley some MLB innings, let Whitley you know go one, one, two, three, four, you know see what he does. He starts getting banged up. He got McCullers in there for a long relief. That's what I feel we need to do with McCullers until we can get 
Verlander back because Verlander, if he comes back, it's going to be playoff time, which makes an even stronger rotation. But McCullers, long relief, kind of like Morton was in the World Series. That's what I see for McCullers. So this season. are you talking about like in the playoffs? Uh, just in general. So, uh, but would you still have uh, McCullers in the in the rotation? Because we have two. We have like Christian Javier as our five guy, right? You know, do you have the? Yeah. So Taylor has his mock pitching rotation, uh, which I think it's out for spring training. But Taylor, who do you have? So I got Granky one. Um, because I kind of like Christian Javier coming out of the bullpen this uh, postseason. I have him coming out of there, but I have Anoli Canoli, you know. Okay. Um, for two, Valdez three, Urquidy four, and then Whitley five to get those innings. Okay. So Willie's yet to play a game in AAA. Um, and is yet to to appear in camp. Uh, I'm, I've even heard from a source that he's holding out. Not even holding out. He still thinks this COVID thing's a big deal. Uh, Forced Willie a bit of a left field guy, oh, right? Yeah. Right. What does he have to do in order? Because I, I mean, what, what, what does he have to do in spring training in order to secure a spot in, in the rotation? Um, and. How do you leave McCullers out over Javier in the starting rotation? Uh, you know, what I could see in the playoffs because yeah. McCullers in 17 uh, in the World Series run obviously did. He was starting, he was in the bullpen. Um, you know, do you think they reserve, reserve McCullers a little bit more for the long run by putting him in the bullpen? Because I think come next year, he's going to want starting pitcher money. Now, I have no problem having him in the rotation because if we get pre Tommy John McCullers, that guy's a dog. No no worries at all. But if Whitley doesn't want to pitch, that's an easy we'll bump McCullers up to, you know, two or three in the rotation, move everybody down. But I want to try to get that kid some innings just to see I mean we, yeah. we held on to him for so long. It's like a it's like a dead stock. It's gonna it's gonna pop one day and then the day that you sell that stock now it's now it's shooting up. No, I think you're I think you're so right. I I, I think you and me both have been very high on Forrest Willie from the start, and I even thought last year would have been a great year just to throw him in there in a in a wash season. Um, we weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. Yeah, ended up getting. I think he had a he had a shoulder injury. It's been tough with Forrest Willie. You know, he's had some maturity issues. Um, it, it's kind of unknown how well him and and, and Astros GM James Click uh, get along. But this is a starting. This is a young pitching staff with a lot of promise um you know any other notes you have for the pitching staff moving forward uh bullpen really i feel like we got to depend on christian javier and baez because josh james and ryan presley they gotta step up man oh we got blake taylor in there who i think has all-star potential this year you're not wrong on that part i will give you that um, but I mean, Josh James can pump the ched, but he oh he throws BP. You're yeah. so right. It, it, it's live bullpen out there. Guys are guys are taking him deeper than Mike Fires. <laughs> and will will we see? Will we Mike Fires back with Oakland? He avoided us somehow, which I think was was planned. Oh yeah, that was planned. There's no way that they played us in like two or three series if we didn't face him. Um, He's going to yeah. do it again. He's going to weasel out. Yeah, well, I'm hoping for a Fires-McCullers showdown oh, at least be, twice this season. That would be beautiful. At least twice. 
but I feel like he's going to weasel his way out. A little let's rat. go through the let's go through the through the Astros lineup. Um, I'm curious about the outfield that you have set up for the Astros. I've heard Straw uh, has a place in the outfield and possibly has a place at number one in the lineup, which I completely disagree with. Taylor, what do you think? Okay, you got me. He's he's in center field because of the speed. Absolutely not batting one. Two forty four OPS last year. Yeah. There is no way that can be your number one in the lineup. Absolutely not. But the AL West is full of right-handed pitchers. So I'm coming at them. We're going to go Tucker 1, Altuve 2, Brantley 3, Bregman 4, Jordan 5. What are you, gonna, you You have to have your, your pitchers in there for a certain amount of innings. I love it. You're not going to pull anybody. Next, you got Correa, Yuli, Straw, and our catcher. Either Maldonado or Castro. Castro's got the better bat. Maldonado's better with the pitchers, especially with our young staff. I think we still got a solid lineup. The big question this season is going to be the pitching staff and bullpen. Pedro Leon. Yes. The, the young Cuban who is actually as we speak, still stuck in Cuba because of visa issues. Um, Listen, all the other Cubans that that we have got from Cuba have come up fairly quick. Okay, Yuli, Jordan, Urquidy. Urquidy's from Cuba, right? Is Urquidy from Cuba? I think he's from Mexico. Is he? I believe so because that was like a big, that was like the first like national from from Mexico starting and that was like a really big You're right. Urquidy is from Mexico. Okay. Jordan and Yuli <clears throat> and an abundance of other Cuban MLB yes. players. Cespedes, um, who's actually hosting a tryout. They produce studs, week. man. Yeah, they do. Quick studs, too. From what I've seen of the Pedro Leon tape, the comparison, like I could see him replacing Straw very quick. I just think from what I saw of Straw last year, he's, he's caught a fool a lot at the plate. Um, yeah. You know, has trouble getting on base. We'll see. We're talking about Pedro Leon, who hasn't even uh, played an MLB game yet. But uh, Steven Sousa Jr., who we signed from, well, free agent, was formerly on the Rays when James Click was the GM of the Rays. Um, also going to be competing for a spot somewhere in the outfield. I don't think Straws is Sherlock on the outfield. No. I really don't. I think he's got a lot to prove this spring. It's uh, an easy name camp. to put in there because he's been there with us and we see the speed. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I even, like, we, we ended up getting rid of Marisnik. And Riznik is twice the solidified pro that exactly. Straw is at this point, at least. Uh, both have a lot of trouble getting on base. Riznik, a little more anticipated power that we never saw. Uh, but Taylor, thank you for the baseball talk. He's going to be on with us a lot through the baseball season. Pleasure to be here. Let's move on to who's hot, who's not. Sticking with baseball for me, Fernando Tatis Jr. signing a $340 million over a 14-year career. Uh, This is the longest career in baseball, a longest contract in baseball history. Actually a bit underpaid just by the slightest Hmm. bit. I know it's tough to believe all of us would love $340 million. Uh, That's roughly about $55 a year. Uh, Slightly underpaid, but he... Tatis is calling this the statue contract. He wants to build his legacy in San Diego, wants the statue out front. Um, you know, at 22 years old, got a lot of work to do to get yeah. to there um, in order to have your statue outside a building. But to say the less, Tatis got his money. Very well deserved, a fun player. 
I'm really thrilled that Fernando Tatis Jr. signed in a small market, especially in a place like San Diego, the only sport in the city. Um, it's going to be booming. Uh, I hope to get out there one day and catch some games. Fun young team, my favorite team in the NL. Charles. Okay, so, so, so for my who's hot? On my heart, this is Dak Prescott right now, man. And you're he, tripping. What? Nah, definitely on the hot list, uh, Dak Prescott. So, Dak Prescott has not, he is a free agent currently right now. He could get franchise tagged by the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that's going to be another 30. Mm, I don't have the numbers right. I think it's thirty-seven million uh, for this uh, upcoming season. If they franchise test him, if they franchise test the year after that, it's gonna be like fifty plus <laughs> mil. And so the balls in Dallas's park, and he doesn't have to sign if he doesn't want to. And the thing is, I predicted this a few episodes ago. I feel like Dak, whatever he decides to do, if he decides to move, he's gonna trigger a lot of teams to act. Oh yes, he will. And so hey, don't sleep on Daxonville. You know, D- Dax. <laughs> Jerry might want him some pretty boy Trevor Lawrence. Jerry might want him some pretty boy Trevor Lawrence. Come here, Trevor. Hello, Urban. Actually, I don't know about that. I think Urban, coming from college, he needs his quarterback. He I'll take the nickname. I'm, I'm all for that. Daxonville. Dax, I do. I do like that. I'll like write that too, right now. They just terrible ownership. I think that'd be a dead end. Or or New England deck. System, yeah. system, Dak in New England would be a, a, a victorious Dak. Exactly, and so wouldn't mind it. Whatever he decides to do, he all the power is in his hands right now. He doesn't have to sign, or he can if he doesn't sign with the Cowboys and they fran- want to franchise tag him. Whatever team he chooses to go to is going to give him what he wants. He has all the power right now. So Dak is on my who's hot list. On my who's not list, I'm rocking with you on this. And uh, we had the same uh, on who's not, the NBA All-Star voting. Yeah, uh, Devin Booker left off uh, NBA All-Stars. Um, it, it's it, I mean, it's just a joke. It's a one-day one All-Star game. Devin Booker is a walking event. bucket. He's yeah. a walking it's bucket. It's a one-day All-Star event this year. No one cares. No one's going to be watching it. It'll be my one-day break for NBA in the middle of the season. I don't care. Um, you know, got snubbed. Got absolutely snubbed. Damian Lillard. Listen, I didn't actually didn't make didn't make the All Star list. Yeah, uh, listen, the two most slept players on a league. LeBron said it today. Is pro- this could have been his best sports take of all time? The two most slept on NBA players, Damian Lillard and Devin Booker. I have one more who's not, um, and it's just it, it's it happened to uh, to be right now. The the. The Celtics drop their the, first off. The Celtics are just in a terrible spot. Luka Doncic just hit a just hit a uh, just hit two threes to beat them with 15 seconds left. Brad Stevens, who's not Brad Stevens, head coach of the Boston Celtics, keeps giving the ball to Kimba Walker in the last seconds of the game. Um, That's and, not and, it, and it's just, it's a losing recipe. Who's not? Brad Stevens, Boston Celtics, got to start winning some games. They're falling behind in the East. And I said this a while back. Uh, the Celtics need to start building around Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor, yeah, not Kimball Walker Kimba. and Jalen Brown. Kimball Walker, Walker's a great player. We can't say that. We can't say he's bad, but he's not He's not, he's not what Jalen Brown is going to be. Right. 
Jalen Brown is ascending. Like it, it, we, we always talked about him as a mid-tier star last season, but he's he's blown up. Like he's showing he can carry a team if he needs to. He's every he's he's what you need when everybody else isn't. So yeah, you got to start make Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum your main two, not Kimball Walker and Jason Tatum. I mean, and Jason Tatum, yeah. And that's going to wrap it up here in the break room for episode seven. I'm Will Doctor. Charles Carter. Taylor Loya. Taylor, thanks for joining us today. Some good baseball talk. We look forward to hearing from you more this season. Thanks, man. It's good to have you here. Yep. Pleasure to be here, boys. We will see you next week. Don't forget to go give us a follow on Twitter at The Break Room HOU. Follow, follow, follow. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe everywhere. We will see you next week on The Break Room Podcast. Take it easy. Before I go broke like Jock, with that dog like V, not that rock, that P. How many down in my sock, can't hold my Glock, reason I don't really like that. Gun turn, can't wipe no, excuse my French, don't like no. Limo 10 on fat, my car, yeah, I had it hurt. Yeah, that's us, two-tone AP, I'm bust. Got the hair from her, ain't even